Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, today I have Guy Gadney on the line, and he's co-founder and CEO over at Charisma.ai. Guy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Really good to be here. All right, so uh, excited to get today's topic. I'll tell you, when you proposed it, I was like, that is an interesting angle. I've talked to a lot of AI guys, a lot of, a lot of different people listen to this podcast, and I haven't had anybody quite take this one. So ensuring AI has a moral framework. I'm excited to get into you, get, get into that with you and what that means. But before we do, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing over at Charisma.ai, please. Thank you. So Charisma.ai is a, uh, is a middleware platform. It's a technology uh, really applying artificial intelligence and all things AI to the creative industries, creative industries and movies, TV, publishing, all of that good stuff. And I, I guess our view is that, that by applying AI to these new worlds, uh, we are able to create a new form of story. And the reason we do that is because, as you know, audiences are getting closer and closer to the core story. And indeed, storytellers want to get close to their their audiences. So you can see people like Netflix, uh, everyone in Silicon Valley, they're wanting to get closer by doing interactive TV dramas. We're getting uh, interactive uh, narrative games coming out through Steam, through uh, Telltale Games, through all of these different companies that are doing great things. Our difference, I guess, is that we're using AI to accelerate the whole process. And that gives us the ability to place you as a member of the audience, as a player, inside the story. So you're not just sort of controlling it by pressing buttons on the screen or whatever it may be, but you're talking to the characters and they're talking back to you. And you can make them angry, you can make them sad. And if you change their moods, then that's going to change the story and that's going to change the outcome. And all of that, we really can only... Uh, we've only really been able to do it in the way that we're doing it in the last few years through developments in AI, through developments in natural language processing and so forth. So we tend to work with uh, movie studios, with networks, with book publishers again, and we do a huge amount of, of sort of groundswell work, educating writers, educating students into new forms of storytelling that uh, are going to be the future and they're going to guarantee them sort of new jobs in this new form of, uh, new form of storytelling. Man, this is so exciting. I, I love it, and I love what you're doing. And when you say getting closer to the story and, and kind of that immersive environment that's really taking place, I, I, it just excites me. And, and I can see myself, and even being in the media as long as I've been, I mean, I'm a baby, only four years full-time in the media. But that being said, it seems like things are moving so fast. It's just, it just blows my mind. It, it's moving incredibly fast. And I think the reason for that is because the uh, the technology is now there for these innovations you know it's taken a while for it and uh and indeed you know in some ways in some elements of the technologies have been there for for decades in some ways uh, you know these choose your own adventures and uh even the early cd-roms they're experimenting it with, with it but to do it at scale and to have the creative input and the creative know-how how to use them it's a bit like you know, we've, we've, we've opened up a whole series of new paintbrushes for people and the technology of these new paintbrushes, and we're just learning, we're just now getting to learn how to use them. And the audiences are loving them because they're seeing 
you know, the, their franchises, whether it's Star Wars or Harry Potter or a new book or a new series that's just come on uh, online. You know, they're seeing these stories in a new form and, and they're loving it because they feel a part of it. And I think that's the sort of driving human element of all of these things. We want to feel close to the characters we love and part of the stories that, that we want to be a part of. Man, guy, you're getting me all fired up. I'm like, man, I want to go make something right now. This is good. You're getting me all excited. Um, let's uh, let's switch it up, though. Um, I do want to get into this topic a little bit further. So now, um, I mean, within the context of we know this is going to con- continue to move further, um, faster as it continues to do. I mean, technology, as you just mentioned, um, and it's and now it's becoming more and more scalable. I mean, let's get into it. So ensuring that AI now um, has a moral framework. Where do you want to start with that one? Well, I think I think I noticed this in my own career a lot. You know, over the last 15, 20 years, however long, uh, when we were building websites or we were building mobile apps or we were building games, there was never really that uh, a conversation about the morals of it, of how you're building your mobile app, right? It, 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 you're never asked about the philosophy of, or the ethics of it. But with mm-hmm. AI, there's something different in here that, that uh, does prompt that question. And indeed, it comes up in all the pictures I do the whole time. You know, what's your ethical uh, sort of workflow? What are your views on ethics and AI? And, you know, a lot of the AI uh, academics that I talk to when we're doing a lot of our research and development, they've got an element of philosophy. They're, discovering, they're, they're studying philosophy again, which I think is fantastic. And the reason for it, I think, is, um, is a lot to do with the scale of it, the importance of it. You've got commentators from... Uh, you know, from Elon Musk through Bill Gates through all of the top tech folks having an opinion on ethics and AI and you know, these doomsday scenarios that come out around uh, AI. Yeah, a lot of it's Hollywood driven, but there's a small element of worry that I guess we all have uh, about whether or not this new technology, which learns from itself in some way, could then become, you know, in, an, in, in a way sentient and then we lead into those doomsday scenarios of AI taking over the world and so forth. So I think it's, there's an element of nervousness and fear in a quite a human way that's coming into it. I suppose what my interest is, is, is therefore who guides that moral framework. Um, I love that philosophies put in, in the place, but I do see that a lot of technology and AI that is being, I suppose, targeted at uh, the creative industries is being developed with a very strong technical background and does not have the elements of, uh, of human creativity of storytelling that we need to make it appropriate for its audience. So there's a lot of uh, visual effects software, for example, that's put in there, and it's very mechanical, and that's great, and it optimizes pipelines and does all that good stuff. But ultimately, if what what it's creating is going to be seen on screen and seen on screen by people who are watching entertainment, there's got to be that other layer, which is more human, more emotional, because ultimately that's what we respond to when we go to the movies and watch a movie or we're always sitting down and watching a new series. So I think we've got to have a higher level of, uh, of, of influence from the creative industries. I'd love to see the creative industries and the tech industries working a lot more closely together uh, and almost sort of yin-yang symbiotic relationship that goes on there. And indeed, sometimes I, I do think that it's, it's these new developments and innovations can and should be led 
by uh, by the creative industry, by publishers and so forth. And I've published, you know, I've written about this on a number mm-hmm. of occasions because of their ability to narrow down what it is to be human, what is a good story, and how those stories sort of draw us in. That and that is a piece that I think is is going to be very difficult to do if this problem is a, is is approached solely from a technical perspective. And I um and I, I definitely agree with you. And I what I, I don't I can't wrap my head, my mind doesn't go that far for the doomsdayers. I can't get my head around that one yet. It's a little far out. I can't picture that yet. Not saying they're wrong, not saying they're right. I, I just personally can't picture that yet. But what I can picture and where we're at right now and where I see this kind of like apex if you was I remember when I was growing up, we had um, you know, if there was a video game, maybe Grand Theft Auto or something. There you go. Uh, that was like there was this big um conversation around should we allow like video games it's violent what does that do to our youth um and so now this seems like a continuation of the conversation um but in my opinion because the environments are so immersive now because now you're really in you're i mean you're you're in it i mean it's hard to talk about it being reality versus not and as technology goes further i think the way like we perceive and the way that we digest this content is going to become even more intense than it already is so you add those two things together and to me it's it it becomes even more important to start that conversation of the moral framework and how we how we develop things and how we um, distribute stories now because as it gets further along i mean i don't know where we're heading um it could be really good but then again there could be if, if, if we're not taking these things into account now there could also be some bad some backlash or some negative consequence to that and and i think you're dead right and i think there is if we get it right there are incredible positive consequences as well absolutely and the negative ones the negative ones you know there was a good case study i'm sure a lot of your listeners will be aware of when microsoft released a chatbot called pay and pay was coded so that it would largely learn off the conversations it was having with uh with folks on the internet and very quickly over a period of hours it turned from being this uh fairly neutral character and remembering that you know that what what we're doing here is is also constructing bits of technology that are made to look or feel human right so there it is important we're not just creating technology for technology's sake we're creating mm-hmm. uh, experiences that are made to look human in a slightly sort of you know west world type way so when pay went out out of control like that and had to be shut down um there was a real sense i think that that there needs to be some form of framework framework around it that makes sense and doesn't overregulate in any way, but just gives people a guide a guide to what should be there. And as I said, my my view quite strongly is that you know there are those, these sorts of frameworks have been put in place for many uh, for many many years by public by book publishers who of course you know will choose what to publish and what not to publish by TV networks who will choose what to put on and what not to put on, um, and and have that that guardianship around how these sorts of uh, projects developed. And ultimately, as I said, I think I see it in a really positive light. I think you're going to get far faster development, much faster innovation, and much better products if you have that creative input into the in, into the tech framework very early on and are starting to think about it. So we spend a lot of time thinking about that. We put it into Charisma. We, we do, you know, we research to make sure, for example, that our data sets are well curated, and can't go off, uh, you know, skew off into into strange areas. 
and we consider it. And I think I, I think ultimately that's always going to be the first step. The first step is not to solve the whole thing in one chunk. It's to it's to start by considering these topics, think about them, and uh, and thereby we 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 find a better way through. And that's awesome. So, Guy, uh, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about Charisma.ai, I mean, what's the best way for them to reach out and to connect with you and your team? Uh, well, the clue's in the name. That's our, our URL. So the website is at Charisma.ai. Uh, we recently launched our uh, app as well, which is a series of uh, interactive graphic novels, which we have built with the platform and we published ourselves because we want to showcase what we think are the best uh, executions of this stuff. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm readily accessible on that. And I think the, the, the site also has a link, has links to our blogs and, and, you know, the various thought pieces that we put out there, um, because we feel it's important to get a message out there. So charisma.ai is the place to start. Fantastic. Well, Guy, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about all the great things you're doing uh, over at Charisma.ai and uh, also facilitating and keeping that discussion going, which is an important one. I'm um, talking about AI and the moral framework around its development. So all great stuff there. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, a lean review on the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Innovation, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the video. Love to know what kind of projects and uh, things that you're working on. And Guy, thanks again for coming on the show. It's been fun. Pleasure. Thank you so much.